Hello, and welcome to the Casually Profound Podcast. I'm Lauren McLean, your host, bringing you conversations with friends about how we apply spiritual concepts into our everyday lives. I'm joined today by Eloise, Samantha, and Julie, here to talk about discomfort and transformation and how we have been able to evolve through our lives and to know when the time it is to actually evolve. So hello, ladies, and welcome here. I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. I hope you're all having a fabulous day so far. So if you guys would love to talk to us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, what you do, um, what you like, um, what your favorite sex position is, that just totally just popped into my head. We'll really break the ice. Um, why don't you lead us off, Eloise? <laughs> I'm so glad you didn't pick me. <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm here for it, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, my name is Eloise. I am an astrologer and coach, and the way that I kind of present that is as being a soul guide. So I really want to navigate people back to their soul's path and their soul alignment because I had that experience myself of, you know, going down the corporate path, being like, oh, I've got all this money. Why am I so miserable? I'm doing all the things. And then... Um, you know, kind of having that discomfort, uncomfortable awakening experience and um, really want to be able to help people with that. So I'm based in Brisbane, Australia. Um, and then I think that's everything. My favorite sex position is I do like to be on top. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Julie. <laughs> Um, so hi, I'm Julie, and um, I am joining from Thompson, Manitoba. It's very, very cold here. Um, it's a tough question when asked, who are you? Uh, so I have been a nurse for over 20 years, um, for a long, long time. That's how I identified, probably still a little bit too, in the last probably five years, give or take, have just been on this wild journey of realizing all of the things that I've collected along the way that don't fit. And, and, you know, that really painful journey of figuring out how to let those things go, what resonates, what stays, what goes, it's, it's a mess, it's a fucking mess. So, yeah, I'm really excited to join and, and have this conversation with you ladies. Mm. Sex position, I'm going to turn pink. So, I'm probably with you on top. <laughs> Interesting. Not with you, but just... <laughs> 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 Say, is that a proposition? Yeah, <laughs> Samantha. My name is Samantha Long, um, the Mystic Fool. I live in northern Manitoba as well in Thompson. We are cold. Today, not so cold, but we have had a, a very recent cold spell. Um, who am I? I, every day. I'm changing and growing and sifting and sorting. And so I, I agree with Julie. That's a quite a difficult question. Um, I am, I am the mystic fool. So I want to see things from the eyes of a fool as in see life as light and as cheery as I can just frolicking through life. And mystic being just very open to the things that are we normally don't see. And my most favorite thing in my business to do is to work with anything that falls under the realm of you can't make this shit up. That's a really big realm for me, but I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I guess my favorite. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you just like them all? Pardon? I said you just like them all. Well, you know, I really love it when my, you know, when my husband picks me up and yeah. So <laughs> 10 out of 10. Can't relate at all. Uh, but I that sounds amazing. The so I won't leave y'all out in the cold. My favorite sex position is so simple. I like the missionary, but my legs up their chest. Mm. My favorite all-time favorite. Lauren, I am an intuitive reader. 
an Akashic Records reader and an artist. I combine these all into things like soul drawings, into um, art and different readings and written word to help people connect back with their soul. Much like Eloise. Um, It has been a beautiful journey uh, sinking into that and relaxing into being able to offer that to people with integrity. So, but that has definitely been a very uncomfortable road for me to get there. Um, there's been a long journey and a lot of ups and downs trying to figure out how to offer that to people without inserting myself into that process. Um, so my own discomfort in my life started, um, there's been many different phases, but the one that got me here, I would say, was probably my last relationship, getting out of that relationship and being like, okay, we need a hard reset. Um, I had been in so much discomfort, mental, emotional um, discomfort towards the end of that relationship, just because I had a job that was um, like super, super stressful. And the relationship I knew like probably a good six months before we actually broke up that it was over. Um, and we were engaged at the time and planning a wedding social and or had a wedding social and like all the things. And so it was really, really uncomfortable sitting in that for as long as I did. And then afterwards, the unraveling, the shame and the everything about not listening to myself sooner um, was really what catapulted me into a lot of the things that I do now in terms of um, Akashic Records and different readings and stuff like that that I did. So that is where I start. It's where I, it's my latest launching pad, we'll say, was from that piece of discomfort. Uh, And there's definitely been more since then. There's definitely lots before that. Um, And so I know, Julie, you have said that you in the last five years here have really shifted away from your uh, primary identity that you've held throughout your life. I'm curious what that transition has been like for you, too. Mm, It's been been a ride. I'm sure you can attest to that. Um, So, yeah, it started, you know, I had a, a son who became a teenager. I turned 40. It was all it was very cliche in a lot of ways. And I just felt like I was on this ride that I couldn't get off of and it didn't feel right, but I didn't know what was happening. Um, and then all of those things sort of, you know, like rolling down a hill and then COVID happened and it just got exponentially more uncomfortable. And I, you know, I had introduced a lot of practices into my day to day. I meditated, I journaled, I, I did all the things which were helpful But I remember, you know, it really sort of blew apart. I had a meditation one morning and, and it was like, I can't even describe it. It was just like this cloud of smoke and all of the awful, horrible things that I had either experienced in my life or experienced in my career just kind of came. And it was just like this, I saw faces and I saw places and it was just, it was incredibly uncomfortable. And it was in the midst of of the pandemic as we all experienced. And, and I, I didn't have the bandwidth to be able to deal with that at that point in time. So I really had to learn, you know, how to park some of that and have it as sort of my constant companion for a while while I sorted through some of the other things that I just couldn't change. So it's just, it's been this evolution of, you know, who am I? What is it that I want? What resonates with me? What needs to go? And some of it I can deal with and, and, set aside and some of it I had to bring along with me along the way. Um, I don't think that answers your question, but I just kind of went down a little rabbit hole. Good. It's yeah, it's been a, it's been a really interesting journey. And I, and I think what I, I value the most about that is, you know, like Sam and I have been friends for a while now. And, you know, we have these really magical, wonderful conversations about, like you said, Sam, all things that you just can't you can't make up, you can't explain. Um, and a lot of people don't necessarily understand, but those are the things that have been my journey to just explore and dig a little bit deeper because I mean, it's magical. It's magical. So yeah, I, I, I think I'm still in the thick of it. Some days I feel like I am up for air and I'm like, Oh yeah, I got this. And I, you know, I feel great and I, I feel connected. And then, you know, I just came back from a, a glorious holiday and I was, you know, swimming in the ocean I just had this like you know you know the times and it comes and it it's like oh 
you know, the tears are coming. I'm a mess. I'm a hot mess, hot and a mess in the ocean, crying my eyes out over this big, wonderful realization that I had, right? But that's the ride. So, you know, it gets better and then it gets dirty and then it gets exciting and wonderful. And yeah, I'm here for it. That's awesome. The What's been your most recent moment of magic? Actually, you might have... Was it that moment in the ocean, that realization? Yeah, yeah I was on a, I was on a girl's trip. So it was just a, a, you know, an interesting collection of women. I didn't know them all. We sort of all came to this place, you know, as we needed. And it was wonderful. And we were, you know, we created this really beautiful safe space of women who just like enjoyed our company, enjoyed ourselves. There was just you know, none of that, like, how do I look at a bathing suit? And, you know, I'm going to eat a salad for dinner. Like, none of that, right? We just all showed up fully. And my realization was that, you know, growing up, I didn't always have those safe spaces with women, particularly socially. And it was that moment of realizing that I need to open up a little bit more, that I was in the safe space with all of these wonderful women. And, what a disservice I do to myself and my growth to stay close to that. But it was that realization that I just still have a little bit of a wall, a little bit of protective layer that um, felt really ready to let go of. So, you know, I'm a crier. So for me, whenever those really joyful, wonderful things happen, I'm, I'm just a mess. So it was, I mean, it was pretty cool, right? I'm in Costa Rica and swimming in the ocean. I'm crying my eyes out. It's a full moon. Like it's all the things. So <laughs> what did I expect? I'm not really sure, but I got it all. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Samantha, is any of this resonating for you? I think the last really big face plant I did was once, you know, things shut down and my main focus at the time was teaching fitness. And that wasn't able to happen. And I didn't realize how much I had put who I was in that bubble because it's not at all who, who I am. Um, so I think that's the really last big face plant I did. And, and it was interesting because just before that, I was teaching a meditation class at a, the Addictions Foundation of Manitoba here. And somebody was we we did done a meditation and someone was saying how I think we did a, a writing meditation and someone was saying how you know this transition for them was all like lovely and la 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 and I said well if you know or if you have like the magic formula to growth and making it beautiful I said you will be a bazillionaire and my words were I've never experienced or witnessed anybody else go through growth that didn't that didn't make you do a face plant in the in a pile of shit and then you end up eating some of it and shitting it out and slipping <laughs> falling and you know like you just think you get out and whoa you know you slip again um and everyone in the room kind of like just stopped and, and he goes yeah I guess you're right <laughs> like well you know I'm not right it's just just what I have experienced and if I said if you truly have this formula um yeah and then and then the, everything shut down and I thought oh my gosh like who am I and I I'm still discovering who I am because my main focus right now is continual learning and growing and gaining knowledge and sharing that with people and I don't ever want to be stagnant again I don't ever want to just be this this category ever again. I want to evolve and keep growing and shifting and moving. And I hope that I do that for forever. Is it possible that you're pursuing this learning and, uh, you know, learning and growing and expanding and that kind of thing as a method to avoid future discomfort and to avoid the like face plants in the future? Oh, I'm still face planting. (laughs) still face planting (laughs) I uh the the strangest thing that I've recognized within myself the last little while is as I shift and grow I kind of grieve the person who 
I previously had been. And I, and I don't know another word other than grief, mm-hmm. mourning, grief, you know, I, I haven't like found another word that kind of categorizes that. And I go through the stages of it. I go through the anger. I go through the the sadness. I go through the, oh, woe is me. And then I pick myself up because I can stay there for a really long time. And I have, <laughs> I've stayed there. Um, but I think a lot of the things that I've learned has helped me deal with the stuff that I had not dealt with. And I don't know, it's kind of like a, 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 a beautiful unfolding of this. I don't know, Julie said something and it, and it sounded really beautiful, like this flower opening up, you know, not holding. It just reminded me of, you know, this flower holding on tight and, you know, it doesn't tend to do anybody good. And when you're able to like open and release and just be, there's so much beauty there. So even though like my flower or whatever has gone through the storm and uh, it, I'm still just this beautiful flower. I don't know. Sounds like you've been able to come to a place of appreciation for where you're at, regardless of if you're face planting coming up, going around. Yeah, so much gratitude and appreciation for all the people I have in my life now, um, all the people who have been in my life. And I've not, I wouldn't say appreciated, but I can, um, I can recognize the, um, the different contrasts in my life and how it's really made me who I am. And it's me, well, part it's part of who I am and also part of how I can help other people or um, I think it helps them feel, feel the hunger for me to just keep learning and growing and healing and then sharing that with people. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Eloise, have you found a way, have you found appreciation and gratitude play into these transformations and evolutions and things for you? I have because, you know, it's that difficult process that has led me to where I am now with with so much fulfillment. But I can completely relate to what Julie and Samantha shared because I was actually also a fitness teacher, a Pilates meditation teacher uh, before the pandemic. And um, similar to you, well, when I left the corporate world, I was like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to help people be like, you know, get into their bodies and like get into their mind, out of their minds with meditation. And I just went hard on that. And then when I wasn't able to to be that person anymore, I went through a huge transformation and and identity transformation. And when you spoke about like the grief for the old identity, Samantha, like I feel that when I go back onto like my Pilates Instagram account, like I feel it in my body. Like I'm like, Oh, and, and for me, I, I don't know if it's the grieving of the identity, but it's it's the shock of seeing that person because I am so different now. Like I do not recognize that person um, and not in any way that is like, crit, like it's not cringe or anything like that, but it's just, it's so different, so different. And, and, and I can't believe how much growth has happened. Um, and I mean, maybe I could have happily continued doing that but that wasn't my sole plan. That was not on the page for me um, because it just became so uncomfortable that I had to go more into this kind of mystical, mystical work. So now I get to, you know, help people with, with deeper work than the physical side of things. But the physical side of things is still really important. Um, like I listened to episode one this week about, the body and you know sometimes we do just get like to here with with the spiritual side of things but you know maybe one day it'll come full circle or do something with movement but um yeah I think you got to like appreciate the the path and every step of the way um and once you get a certain you know once you have so many face plants and taste so much shit <laughs> then you're like okay, no, like this is, this is it. This is the process as we go through these constant 
cycles of growth because I feel like at the start when I was starting to kind of like have this like soul remembrance as I call it it's like you can be like oh well I've like I'm work now like I've (laughs) I've like reached the destination of like I'm so like spiritual and then you have like a massive face plan and then you cut you're like oh okay that was interesting haha and then like you have like five more and you just become so cynical and you're like okay, this is the path that we're on now because never in the, like, I don't know, 28 years of my life before then, like, sure, we go through breakups and things that are difficult, but not that existential um, confrontation that we have when we're on the the kind of spiritual path. Um, And so I always used to joke, like, wow, I wish I never got on this train. (laughs) Because there's so much discomfort and there's so much like, uh, and so much feeling, like I feel so much more now, but, um, the, you know, the, the, the lows are low, but the highs are high, you know, it, it, everything is so much more beautiful and you feel so much more. So, um, I wouldn't begrudge it, but I also can completely understand why you'd be like, Oh, but, but you also can't turn the train around once you're on it. <laughs> Curious, like, you okay? So you've mentioned your soul path, your soul remembrance, like you're on the train, that kind of thing. I, so one of the concepts that I have really struggled with with being on a spiritual path is the idea of divine will versus free will. And like you know, if we all have free will, why the fuck would I choose to be here right now? And <laughs> like, and also the advice I've been given by different spiritual advisors has been to follow your divine will and that it will be uncomfortable, but use your free will to align with your divine will and follow your soul's path. And, you know, there's some days when that sounds like a load of horse shit. And uh, there's other days when I'm like, yeah, I'm so divine. And I'm like following the path and I got this. And then, uh, um, you know, some like Pluto energy comes around and, you know, you carry on. But um, I'm curious, Eloise, how you have found navigating that. Like, has that felt sticky for you too? Not so much because I think I've always, like, just my entire life kind of had this philosophy of, like, you know, you kind of got to like go with it and make the best decisions that you can at the time and everything happens for a reason and all of that stuff. Now with everything that I've studied and learned, my philosophy and my belief, so I've like been studying Kabbalah for a while and various other um, kind of religions and philosophy, and, and I've always been very interested in, in philosophy and, uh, and spirituality, is that we have free will but the things that we want to do and feel like we want to do are our predestined things. So like, for example, you can say, well, doesn't everyone want to have this podcast where they get to have awesome people on and like talk about cool, cool shit all the time. And I don't want to do that. I mean, like, it'd be, it'd be cool, but like, not really, not enough to do it. And so that is, you know, I can tell that it lights you up. I can tell that you're excited about it. It's something that you are here to do. Um, But, you know, my, um, you know, my direction is something that is different from that. So, you know, we can very much be like, well, doesn't everyone want to like be a yoga teacher in like Costa Rica or whatever? And it's like, not everyone. (laughs) So if it's meant for you, then you will feel it. That's what I believe. That totally just like flipped. That was the switch that I needed flipped. So thank you. The like, cause it I just, okay. So I've heard this before of what you want wants you. And like, if you just follow what you want, you will end up in your purpose, yada, yada, like different ways of phrasing it. But the way that you just said that, like it just all of a sudden made sense that like, if I'm using my free will to choose the route of like self-punishment, if you will, or a, a route that is aligned with like a mental program that has been programmed by a distortion or programmed by a conditioning that is not um, a whatever, then you're actually going on a path of like pain is the way I, w- I see it. And, but that, that route of pleasure, that the things that you want are actually the things that are part of your divine plan and your divine will, then following the pleasure and doing the work to allow the like mental conditioning 
I use it to allow the conditioning and allow the traumas and that kind of thing to prevent you from veering off that path, right? Like you work through those things so that you can simply enjoy your desire and pleasure and pursue it without a shame or framework, that kind of thing, kind of dogging you. And so that just, that was exactly, that was exactly the thing that I needed. I don't even know. I was not (laughs) expecting that, but thank you. And like, if, um, you know, the free will comes from you being like, no, I don't want to do the podcast. It's too technical. I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to promote. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Like I, I hate my voice. Like all that, all that bullshit that comes up, you know, you could be like, no, like that is your free will to choose not to do that. But there'd be that little bit that's like, it's not the podcast. The little like whisper in Mm -hmm. your head. Um, Just the Mm -hmm. same as if I was like, do you want to like be, you know, like, I don't know, maybe you do want to be Oprah, but if I was like, you know, you could have the opportunity to like just body body switch with Beyonce right now and you could ha- be her, you could live her life. Like you might be like, oh, that'd be cool to like be Beyonce. But then when it came down to it, you'd be like, Bleh, because it's so not aligned. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And you'll be the Beyonce of the podcasting world. <laughs> <laughs> my like life goal, my like big hairy goal that I could always like that like I want all the time is to be a guest on the Graham Norton show that is my like I have reached the pinnacle of life um the that is I like practice being on all the time and so when I was starting this podcast I'm like this makes literally no sense that I would be the host because I always want to be the guest and then I was like you know what fuck it we're just doing it anyways and it's funny that you use the podcast as an example because I honestly say no to this thing three times a day Like there's so many things that come up that I'm like, this is so embarrassing or this is too hard or like there's so much work to do or this is so overwhelming. And then I sit down and I do it and I'm like so fucking happy afterwards. And I'm like, well, all right, cool. This is, that's what we needed. I just, I said it as a joke one time and then I realized how serious it was. Um, I said to somebody, oh, I I got, uh, spirit really tapped me in for this one. Like spirit chose me to do this podcast. And so the human of me is like, fuck this, that's too hard. Um, And then the soul of me is like, yeah, let's go. (laughs) And so that wins out, it wins out every time. Yeah. My soul felt when I seen that you were doing this, I was like, you know? Yeah, absolutely. What do you think, Julie? Well, I was just, I was thinking, you know, when you were talking about alignment and instead of listening to what feels good, but there's so much noise, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's where I'm feeling really stuck a lot of the times that, you know, it's just, just the last few years and just all the de-identifying with things that, you know, I did because it was the right thing to do. It made somebody proud. Like there's just I don't know, layers upon layers upon layers. And it's been fun to sift and sort through that, but there's a lot of noise. So, you know, recently I made the decision to move away from my hunt. You know, I had a, I was in an administrative position with a fairly large portfolio. It was really stressful. It was really rewarding. Um, but it became like this itchy wool sweater that I couldn't wait to rip off. It was so uncomfortable because I started to realize like, it's just not me. Right. Can I do it? Yes. Do I love it? No. And, and that part won out for me, but along the way, you know, I, I think it's the noise, some of it within me, but a lot of it around me, like, what do you mean you're going to quit your job? What do you mean you, you're going to take a pay cut? What do you mean you don't want to work in healthcare? What do we like, what do you mean? And, and so it's really difficult when I can't even answer that for myself, having to try to articulate that and, and soothe someone else's discomfort. So, you know, for me, it's, you know, whose noise is it? (laughs) Is it the outside or the inside? And, and sometimes I just have to sit with that. And I know when we connected more and, you know, about doing the podcast and that was sort of what we had talked about, I think is sometimes you just have to sit in it. Right. And I don't like that because I like feeling good and I like feeling up in the sky. And I like it when, you know, I get the serendipitous signs from the universe that just tell me I'm on my right path. And it's not always like that. Right. And, and I, and I, I struggle a lot to tune out the noise and just try to hear what it is I'm supposed to hear to pull me towards, you know, or lead me towards or guide me towards whatever language you want to use the stuff that, that truly does align with me. And, and sometimes I get it wrong, right? I, 
I think, yeah, I want to, I want to do all the things. And, and then I end up with a mouthful full of shit, like Samantha said. <laughs> you know, for me, it's definitely taken me a lot of years to figure out how, where that noise is coming from and what noise you listen to and what noise you don't. And, um, <clears throat> <laughs> so at the start of this, I took everything with a fuck you approach. It was like somebody else coming at me with noise and it's like, nope, fuck you. Fuck off. We're nope. And it was very like abrupt, like very, nope, this is mine. This is yours. Like leave me alone kind of thing. And so I think I put a lot of my like close friends and family members noises, noses at a joint over this. Uh, Cause I was not graceful about this thing. Um, but it's taken a couple swings of that pendulum, right? Of like having no boundaries and growing up super codependent and like all that kind of thing to being like super hardcore, like no grace boundaries. And then like, you know, that takes time to kind of settle out and come back in. Um, Cause I know for myself, the last time I was able to, the last time I heard the direction and I heard the guidance and I heard the like, this is what's next and then actually acted on it was moving out to Alberta here. Um, and the next one is moving even farther. And I was so excited. Um, and so the noise though, it w- it got so much easier. To, it, it, with the iterations of and doing it badly and listening badly and paying attention to the wrong noise and all these things um, got to the point where now I, it's just, I can see it and I just see it out there and I'm like, Oh yeah, easy peasy. That's noise. Mm. Cool. And the, and it's so, the, and the sitting with it doesn't feel uncomfortable anymore. It just feels like we're just, I don't know, we're sitting having a picnic and the clouds are going by, right? Like be like, Oh look, that cloud looks like Godzilla and that cloud looks like a donkey. Like, and you just let them carry on. Right. It doesn't, it's not interacting with your picnic um, unless it's like a tornado cloud or something. But, um, you know, I don't, yeah, but that's, it's so true about listening to the noise and trying to sort through it all. I think the external noise for me is a lot easier to handle than my internal noise. <laughs> and then I, and I sit and I ponder and I'm like, okay, so is this where I need to change direction or is this, you know, that just before you take the leap? So I'm still trying to figure out like how that feels. Is it okay? This is a hard, like, no, let's change directions. This is not the path we're taking at this time or that we should take. <laughs> Cause you know, like kind of said, we, we learn um, from experiences or hopefully we do. Or is it like that? I don't, I don't want to say fear, but sort of that just before you step into this beautiful thing. So that's, still super great for me like the outside noise like the teaching fitness and stuff I still have people saying oh so when are you gonna start I'm like I don't think I am I am very happy doing sound baths and guided meditation it makes my soul so happy that I'm not even there like I'm so much myself that I am no longer in my in this physical meat suit <laughs> I am I am me in all layers, not just the meat suit. So I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's my answer. Anything that feels like I'm out of my meat suit, maybe that's, maybe I need to do that. <laughs> uh, Louise, have you found a way through that gray, the gray spot? Um, yeah, I think that I definitely get the noise. A lot of the time it's like self-sabotage of like, mm, I could just, I could just go back and get a real job and then I wouldn't have to do any of this shit and like, you know, face the like, uh, the visibility on like the nervous system and everything. Um, you know, I've, I've been kind of having a bit of a, um, not even an existential crisis, but I've just been moving over some, through something over like the last six weeks, month, which I'm kind of feels like I'm out the other side, but who knows? Um, and during that time, it was, yeah, like all of the voices of like, you know, you should be doing this, you need to be showing up, like blah, blah, blah. But tuning in and listening to being like, I that actually doesn't feel right for me. Not, not because I'm being lazy, not because I'm slacking off. I actually feel like I just need to take my foot off the pedal, 
to recalibrate and recharge and reset and to come back. So it's like noticing how something feels in your heart, whether it is a fuck yes or a fuck no. I mean, it sounds like sound baths is a definite fuck yes for you, Samantha. (laughs) And, you know, Julie, like I hope that you can, you know, once you're aware of that, you can pay attention to what you're feeling when you're doing something and be like, oh, this is a fuck yes. Like swimming in the ocean in Costa Rica. And, and you know, that's not a, that's not a job, unfortunately, but um, <laughs> unless you become like a dolphin trainer or something, but you know, like when we get more in touch with those moments, then we start to know what that alignment feels like. And that soul fuck yes feels like. So then we can look out for it. And also I think that it brings in more of them. Um, but I try not to see, anything is a waste, right? Everything is a process. Everything is like as much as I am not using really my university degrees, although that's kind of a story that I tell myself, you know, that's like, oh, like I've got all this like student debt and I'm not using it, blah, what a waste of time. Not really. That's being dramatic. Um, There's like that. There's like my Pilates education, like how hard I work to like build my business. But it's like, Actually, it's just part of the process. It's all brought me to where I am now. It made me more confident talking to people and public speaking and things like that. So um, if, even the wrong decisions aren't the wrong ones. You sound like a manifester, like a human design manifester. I'm a projector. Ah, okay. oh, so that makes sense. You're all oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm a manifester generator. Manifest, yeah, yeah. Manifesting generator, yeah, for sure. But it's funny how you say, you know, the fuck yes energy. Because the last time I had tea with Julie, I was in the shower. I was just crawled. You know, I'm ju- I'm just coming out of this like last face plant, and I'm in the shower, and I have my whole thing that I do in the shower, and I'm like, oh, I only have time for fuck yes energy. Like that's it. That's it. And I get out of the shower and. I look at my phone and Julie's like, do you want to come for tea? I'm like, fuck yes, I want to come for tea. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know what I think? I think for me, the um, knowing what was a fuck yes took a lot of time and mistakes on that one too. It took me a while, but one of the biggest aha moments of my life was realizing the difference between anxiety and excitement Um, and like the feeling of anxiety in my body lives in my chest and the feeling of excitement is like more down in my hips and up my back and that kind of thing. Learning that game changer, absolute game changer. And then being able to implement that and being like, holy shit, that's anxiety. Like, why am I feeling anxiety about this thing that's so sweet, so good? Um, and then, you know, having that opportunity to really check in with myself, that has been, uh, total master class in fuck yeses. I just, Eloise, I think you were talking about, you know, I forgot the language you use, but it just made me think that sort of actually kind of what all of you are talking about. And, you know, I sometimes feel like I have this really amazing car that somebody's given me and it's got all these buttons and bells and whistles and fancy features and it's just really cool and when I got it I've been driving around only knowing how to like push the start button for four years right and it's like I just woke up and realized oh my god there's all these features that this thing has I don't know how to use them and so I'm I'm really excited to listen to you guys talk because I I know it's possible, right? And I do have a vision in my head and I do I do have things that pull at me. But what's really interesting about my journey right now is that there's no rush, right? Like I grew up very much, my dad used to say, I love my dad dearly, but he used to say, you know, you got to run when everybody's walking, right? So it was like, I had a plan. I had a plan for the plan. I had a plan for the next plan. And I accomplished it all, which was fantastic, but I missed a lot of the ride. And so this journey is very much about protecting the stuff that feels a little fuck yes, like I have little baby fuck yeses sometimes. And and I just put them in my little bubble. I sort of describe it as I have this little safe bubble that I go to and and I get in there every once in a while and I just see all these like cool little things that light my soul. And I don't know how it goes together. I don't know what it's going to be. 
I don't know what it's supposed to do. I don't know any of that stuff. And I've, I've really just chosen to keep that safe because it's okay. Cause that will all come. And so that's the, the zone I'm in right now is like, I don't know how to work the car. I got all these features that I'm starting to learn. Some of them I know I want to keep and some of them I know I want to get rid of. And I don't know what it's going to be. And it feels very like listless sometimes. And then you get these really magical moments, either, you know, connections with people or just out in nature or just, you know, like I say, these little serendipitous events that, you know, you're on the right path, but fuck me if I know what I'm doing. Like, I have no idea what I'm going to look like. And, and, you know, every once in a while it gets a little clearer and I get a little nudge, but the message that I get, you know, the guidance that I receive is so clear to me. You just, you know, you're cleaning your house, you're putting it together, you're doing all the things. And when it's time to jump, I'll know. And I, and I have such trust in that. But, you know, then when I go into like the real world, well, what are you doing now? I don't have a hot clue. <laughs> I'm floating in the ocean, making it up as I go along. I don't know. <laughs> That's like, but there's something very like, integral the word, like having integrity to be able to sit through that. In, instead of being like, oh, I know that I want to work in like spiritual wellness field or whatever. I know I'll become a manifestation coach because that's like shit hot and that's what everyone wants to buy. Yeah. You know, yeah. figuring it out and figuring out what your your special magic is, especially when the path isn't clear. Yeah. That's not easy. <laughs> no, but you're fine. It is fun. I do. I get excited. Yeah, I do. I I like I say, I go into my little bubble and I just kind of play with all the things I've collected with along the way and really delight in those. And who knows? But I'll let you guys know when I figure out. <laughs> and you don't have to commit to something forever, right? Like try Well, and that's true. Like Samantha and I, and, and then you'd be like, actually, it doesn't resonate anymore. I'm going to try something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we forget that a lot of the time. <laughs> We're like, this is the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, it have to be. You just make a choice. Yeah. I feel like I've been in a very similar place in the last three months um, of just trusting these fuck yeses and having no plan. So like since coming out to Alberta, I haven't had a, I haven't rented a place. I haven't got any like permanent place. I've been house sitting full time. And so like, there's literally been times where it's like, I literally don't know where I'm sleeping next week. Like I don't have a hot clue, but yet I know do not open the app. Do not like, do not do a dang thing. And then out of nowhere, I'll get a message or like a better house that comes along the next day or like something happens like that. And it's like, I could have never prepared for it. Could have never known, could have never planned for it in a million years. And, um, the, it has kept happening in like bigger and bigger capacities. This like, how this could have never, I could have never planned for this. Like, like what is your line, Samantha? The, um, she never believe it or something like that. The. You couldn't make this shit up. Oh, you can't make, make this shit up. up yeah. yeah. Couldn't make this shit up. The, and so, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The, so realizing the biggest thing that I've had, I've surrendered to, I've gotten the chance to surrender to in this is not only, following the fuck yes, following the desire and going with the flow and learning how to chill the fuck out really. Cause like I have had zero chill for almost 30 years now. Um, and, and it has been such a ride, but the discomfort of it is also like, it's almost like, you know, in foreplay when like it's going too slow and you want it to go faster, but it's also working. And so like, you don't want to change the pace or anything. Cause it's, cause it's working. I feel like I'm in that like foreplay stage right now of my life where like, we're just like kind of, kind of teasing each other. Me, me and life are teasing each other right now and like getting off on it. It's, it's wild. Cause I have definitely had previous phases in my life where I have, you know, 
been following what I thought at the time was my fuck yes, but also really, really, really desperately holding onto the control of like, I need to know what comes next. I need to, this needs to be forever. This needs to be my big thing, uh, my big break. And I, the face plants, holy fucking face plants. Um, Cause I think it comes from the expectation, right? Of like, I think we build our expectation around what something should be. Um, and that's what gets us in trouble. That's what creates the face plants, in my humble opinion. So I'm you miss a lot of see. the magic. Yeah, you miss a lot of the magic, yeah. absolutely. So I'm excited to see what life is teasing you with right now. Yeah, wait for that big juice you're going for. Buckle up. <laughs> so, Samantha, I'm curious... Where has life taken you that you didn't expect to go? Now, I know the, you said the, the fitness instructor would probably fit into that, but I'm curious if there's any of like real quirks that just turned out in a different way than you really didn't expect. Oh, how much time do we have? Like the, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, when I first started, um, this journey of spirituality and I found Reiki and I thought, Oh, I would never like, who, who am I to even think that I could teach this or certify somebody in this. And now that's what I do. And it's like my favorite, like I love it equally as much as I do sound baths. So that was really that who am I kind of is gone. This is part of, what I meant to do and those who come around they come around and it's lovely and it's beautiful and I I trust that process in the in the job world I applied for a full-time position and I didn't get it I was so livid I'm like and I got a part-time job and I just I was really kind of crawling around in the mud with that for like for literally years and now because I was only working part-time I was able to do all these things. And I pretty much say at least twice a week to somebody at work or somebody saying, I'm so grateful. I'm only here part-time. So grateful. It's something Eloise, you mentioned too, and that I've experienced a lot lately is like, you know, you can just go back and get a job or like, I think there's mm-hmm. such a, uh, it's so common to expect a job to deliver on a huge quantity of our satisfaction and like, um, well, I mean, there's an implicit belief in society that like our value comes from our job and like our roles and our identities and that kind of thing come from our job. And so it's like, I've experienced it too, where like I want, I am mentally, I'm like, Oh, I should be applying for this job. Or I should be applying for that. And my soul is like, girl, hold on, hold on. And, um, so it's, it's, I mean, I'm sure, Julie, you've experienced that too with jobs as well, right? Where like you think you're going one way and then it's like not. Totally. I, I read a quote and I, I hope I don't misquote it, but it was something to the effect of um, you will always be you will always be good at what you love, but you may not always love what you're good at. So sit with that for a minute. Did I say it right? <laughs> so meaning there's lots of things that I can do, right? There's lots of things that I have done that I've excelled at, right? I'm capable human. I'm not so, so, you know, I'm, I'm decently smart. I've worked really hard. I've learned lots of lessons along the way, but just because I can do it doesn't mean that that's what I love, right? It doesn't mean that that's what I resonate with. And I think that's a lot of what I've been unpacking is, you know, can I do it? Am I capable of doing it? totally. Is it what I want to do? Is it what I love doing? Is it what really pulls in my heartstrings? Not so much. And it was really eye-opening. And this is part of my identity crisis, you know, in healthcare is like I've been a nurse for 20 some odd years. I started when I was eight, but um, yeah, but anyhow, um, you know, I can, I can do a lot of that stuff. So yeah, I see jobs and I think I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. And that's really how the last number of years have gone, but I got further and further away from who I was because I was fulfilling someone else's objective. And I think, you know, 
COVID was a little bit of gasoline on the fire. And I was in a position that I, I sort of saw some of the underpinnings of how our system works. And I'm trying really hard. I always promised myself I wouldn't be cynical, but it was really, really hard. And that's why I say I got to that point where it just felt like this itchy little sweater that I just could not wait to rip off. But it left me very exposed because I don't, I don't even know who I am. Right. And so it's, it's one thing to identify what doesn't resonate, but I didn't have something to backfill it with. And so it was a really vulnerable place to be in to just sit and pause. And hopefully, you know, if I clean out enough of the junk in my cupboard, I allow a little bit of room for the things that I truly want to be there and take up space in my life. But yeah, it's tough. I've gone through that too, realizing that I have done so many things that I'm good at. One of the big, for one of the first things I realized was with managing people. Like I was in, working in retail and realized I was, I was good at managing people and keeping the spreadsheets and like all of that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't like doing it. Like I, I liked the feedback I got from my bosses and the other people that I was good at it. And so I kept doing it because I liked that validation. And then as soon as I stepped away from it and was like, what's going on here? Realizing that I actually didn't like it. As soon as I started saying no to things that were that, then the fuck yeses became so much easier. So much easier. Because I finally knew what it was that I needed to say no to. And like, I totally would not have thought to phrase it the way that you quoted it. Um, But the, but yeah, that was totally revolutionary realizing that for me. And, and I have to say, Julie, that anytime you, you use that analogy of this wool sweater, I can't wear wool. So I, <laughs> I, I feel it. And, and, and it's nice. And it's still warm. Still looks good. People yeah. look at you. They're like, oh, nice wool sweater. But you're like just dying inside. You just want to rip it off. But when you do, you are vulnerable. And sometimes we choose to put it back on just so we're not exposed to that raw part of ourselves. But obviously we're going to do that housekeeping with, right? We just want to cover it up with this little sweater. So when you say, I just love that analogy, people say sticky and I, and I feel that sometimes, but that wool sweater, oh, it just like, I <laughs> like I'm not nowhere, not where near any wool right now, but I just like, I can feel it. And to like piggyback off that as well, like what I was saying about like, you know, putting on the Beyonce sweater, right? You'll be like, fuck yeah, I'm Beyonce. And then it's like, "Mm, no, because it's not me. And you take it off and it's like, it's you. Who am I? that's, That's the void and that's the journey to figure out because, you know, you can adopt you can put the sweater on, you can adopt someone else's identity or the shoulds or everyone else's expectations, but it's this baby. Soul in the meat suit. Soul in the meat suit. I love it. Looking for fuck yes energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's my new MO actually. I'm going to write that down. Soul in the meat suit looking for fuck yes energy. Done. <laughs> I'm like ready yes, for a I bumper sticker with that on it. <laughs> bumper sticker, hundred percent. Put it on a t-shirt, man. Yeah, <laughs> we can all relate to that. I am realizing, like, I, I want to come back on a podcast seriously because I really enjoyed this, and this has always been sort of my thing. And as a projector, it's that I don't don't really know human design well, but I just know like I'm waiting for the invitation, right? So when you when you contacted me, it was like a little fuck yes, because I just, (laughs) but I, what I'm realizing, um, you know, using my voice and putting myself out there and really being seen for truly who I am, um, because I've been all bundled up in this sort of constructed identity for so long. I'm realizing through this conversation, how difficult it still is for me to say the stuff that I'm noticing. Like, Because, you know, Sam, you know me, like there's lots of stuff going on in the background. I am 
I am doing things, but I'm just realizing like it's incredibly hard to, um, to put it out there into the real world. Cause I think I still struggle a little bit with the people are going to think I'm nuts and what are you doing? It doesn't make sense. And that's not who you are. And that's not what you've done and all the, the noise. So I'm just, I'm, I think I just needed to put that out there and just, I'm thankful for this conversation because it just gives me like another bucket to dive into after this to unpack. But I, I think I, I need to really relook at how I show up and, and kind of root into the things that I do know are part of my journey now while I sort out the rest of it. So yeah, just a, just amusing, I guess. Beautiful. Beautiful. Miss Samantha, any, any famous last words? I, I really love, I'm a, I'm a soul in a meat suit looking for fuck yes energy. I think that is just <laughs> going to carry me through this whole week. And I also love kind of what you just said, Julie, about, um, oh gosh, what I got from what you just said is when you show up, the people that you need show up. Mm-hmm. But we need to show up as our true authentic selves for the people that are part of our soul group or family or, you know, whatever your verbiage would be. And Lauren has been like, this like whirlwind of this like beautiful being that has just like come into my life. And I would have never expected like when we first physically seen each other that, you know, it was, it was, you're, you're so, yeah. You're just, when we first physically saw each other, our first reactions to each other, Samantha is the size of a garden gnome. She's (laughs) tiny, like in every dimension, tiny. And I am not, I'm six foot tall and I'm, brought around big boobs big everything um and so we and but like we'd only ever seen each other on zoom and so we got in person and both of us were just kind of like huh like <laughs> what the fuck just happened <laughs> like, it was a second of yeah totally totally and then it was like we it was like we both snapped out of it it was like yeah. oh, okay, i see you for who you are right who you are not for who you are but I think, you know, like that's like society's like, I don't know. It took a second. <laughs> so we took that second and then we yeah. Went. Yeah. Yeah. No, we really did. But the, um, but yes, I'm definitely a whirlwind baby. <laughs> yeah. And I have to say it was so lovely to meet you, Eloise. It was just like, this is awesome. All of it. Miss um, Eloise, do you have any projector wisdom to share with us? I'm all out of wisdom for the hour. Do you have any projector bullshit to share with us? <laughs> um, I mean, you know what? If there are other, what, what, what's your HD? I'm a generator. I'm an emotional generator. I mean, it was interesting um, that Julie's a projector as well. And, you know, you feel like you're kind of like finding your way. But there's this thing about projectors that like, Basically, we're here to usher in the new the new paradigm, the new way. We're here to guide and to show the way. And that is why so many of us have, like, come online in the last couple of years. And the way that I see it is that it's kind of in waves. So I kind of, like, really stepped into this work around 2020. Like, you know, you're still figuring out, like, what space it is that you're going to take up. But you've still got time you still got time before that real kind of acceleration. And I, I see it so much in my work. Um, I mean, I don't do human design readings, but, um, you know, the, the, the clients that I have that are projected, we are all like preparing, going through like the military boot camp of what we're here to do. And, and also it's really beautiful what you said about just showing up in your authenticity because that's what projectors need to do. We just need to get on here, speak our wisdom, drop bombs, <laughs> say stuff, and people are like, damn, like, so that's been my experience. So it's a, it's an exciting position to be in, even if it doesn't really feel like that all the time. <laughs> but it's coming. Our, our moment is coming. Our time to shine. And all the invitations. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, ladies, for coming on here and shining your beautiful light uh, with the world. It's been a treasure having you here. And thank you to all our listeners for hanging in for the whole episode. Um, If you want to join us in these conversations, please send me a message. You can find me on Instagram. I'm Lauren. Literally, that's my handle. I am Lauren on Instagram. Um, Or you can also find us at Casually Profound on Instagram. Um, Shoot me a message and we'll love to have you join us. And we will see you next time.